Millions of people around the world enjoy holidays. They celebrate secular holidays and religious holy days. Muslims worship on Friday and follow the call to prayer five times a day. Jews around the world have worshipped for thousands of years on the seventh day of the week. Professing Christians meet for Sunday church services, proclaiming this is the true day for worship. Should religious people set aside any special day as holy? Does your Bible command us to observe Sunday as a day of worship? Should Christians observe a Seventh-day Sabbath or any Sabbath? Stay tuned. Warm greetings to all our friends around the world. There are 2.1 billion professing Christians and 1.3 billion Muslims on the earth today. They worship on different days. Most professing Christians practice a Sunday observance, and Muslims attend a mosque on Friday. For thousands of years, Jews around the world have gathered with their families on Friday evenings to observe the start of their Seventh-day Sabbath. Others say you can worship on any day. So we shouldn't observe any special day as a sanctified or holy day. When we look at the yearly calendar, we find that annual holidays may include many different secular and religious days. New Year's Eve ushers in January 1st, the first day of the year on the commonly accepted Gregorian calendar. Many of these days originated from paganism, including Valentine's Day on February 14th. You can confirm that from most any reputable encyclopedia. Even Easter emphasized symbols of fertility with Easter eggs and rabbits. The name Easter came from the pagan goddess of fertility, Ishtar. Memorial Day honors those who sacrificed their lives in defense of their country. July 4th in the United States celebrates its independence from the mother country, Great Britain. Labor Day honors the working class. Halloween, observed on the night of October 31st, originated from the British and Irish pagan festival honoring Sam Hain, a figure in Celtic mythology. Roman Catholics and others observe November 1st as All Saints Day. Then the United States and Canada observe a Thanksgiving Day to thank God for all their national blessings. Many professing Christians observe December 25th as the birth of Christ, even though most Bible scholars admit that Jesus was born in the autumn and not in December. My friends, you may have good reason to observe some of these days, but have you ever asked the question, what days are taught in the Bible as Christian holy days? Let's admit that most of us, including me, just accepted what our parents or church taught us as tradition. As a young boy, I asked my mother, why do we keep Sunday when the fourth commandment in the Bible teaches us to keep the Sabbath the seventh day. She gave me some general answer which I accepted at the time. But can you answer that question? Which day is the Christian Sabbath? Is it Sunday or is it Saturday? On today's program, we'll answer that question from the Bible, and we'll be offering you an inspiring free booklet that gives you the historic and biblical references you need. It's titled, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? 
This is a vital question for all professing Christians. This booklet is free of charge. Just call the number on your screen or order it online at tomorrowsworld.org. When we consider first century Christianity, we need to ask the question, should Christians observe the Sabbath? And why is it that mainstream Christianity observes Sunday when the fourth commandment specifically states that we ought to observe the seventh day of the week, Saturday? My friends, I think many of you will be shocked to learn that some religions claim that church tradition has more authority than the Bible. For example, listen to this statement from Anglican Isaac William, Doctor of Divinity, in his Plain Sermons on the Catechism, Volume 1. Quote, Where are we told in Scripture that we are to keep the first day at all? Answer, We are commanded to keep the seventh but we are nowhere commanded to keep the first day. The reason why we keep the first day of the week holy instead of the seventh is for the same reason that we observe many other things, not because the Bible, but because the church has enjoined it, end of quote. We need to ask a fundamental question. Which is more authority, the Bible as the word of God or church tradition? Let's take a look at the example of Christianity's founder, Jesus of Nazareth. If you have your Bible, turn to the Gospel of Luke in your New Testament. Here in chapter 4, we discover on which day Jesus regularly worshipped. Luke 4, verse 16. Here was the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Luke 4 and verse 16. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Yes, it was Jesus' regular custom to worship on the Sabbath. What day of the week was that? Since the time of Jesus and centuries before, the Jewish community has very carefully documented their observance of the seventh-day Sabbath, Saturday. In other words, history demonstrates that time has not been lost, that the seven-day cycle has been accurately recorded to this day. The Bible defines a 24-hour day as from sunset to sunset or evening to evening, as it tells us in Genesis, the first chapter. Consider this question. Did Jesus keep the Sabbath and all of the biblical precepts so that we would not have to? That's what many preachers teach. Did Jesus live and teach this wonderful way of life and then tell all of his followers to ignore his example? Not only did Jesus keep the commandments... He instructed others to keep the commandments as well. Remember Matthew 19, verse 17? Jesus answered a question on how to have eternal life. He said, If you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Jesus' answer clearly showed he was speaking of the Ten Commandments. We've seen that it was Jesus' practice to observe the Sabbath. Did the Apostle Paul, the Apostle to the Gentiles, follow that practice? Remember, the Apostle Paul was trained as a Pharisee and knew the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament Scriptures, and he knew them very well. When Paul was in Greece in the city of Thessalonica, he preached in the synagogue to the Jews three Sabbaths in a row. Turn in your Bible to Acts, the 17th chapter. Notice that this was Paul's custom. He regularly preached on the Sabbath, Acts 17 and verse 2. Then Paul, as his custom was went into them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and demonstrating that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead 
and saying, this Jesus whom I preach to you is the Christ. So Paul regularly preached on the Sabbath to the Jews. But did he also speak to the Gentiles on the Sabbath? Notice the next chapter, Acts 18. Here the Apostle Paul is in the Gentile city of Corinth. Acts 18, verse 4. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. Yes, Paul preached to the Gentiles on the Sabbath. One would think that if Christians were to keep Sunday rather than the seventh-day Sabbath, that the Apostle Paul might speak to the Jews on Saturday and to the Gentiles on Sunday. Is that what your Bible says? Turn to Acts, the 13th chapter. Paul was in Antioch in what is now modern Turkey. After Paul's usual Sabbath sermon in the synagogue to both Jews and Gentiles, notice what happened. Acts 13 and verse 42. So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them when? The next day, Sunday? No. The Gentiles begged Paul to preach to them the next Sabbath. Now, when did traditional Christianity begin to observe Sunday as a day of rest rather than the Sabbath? We'll answer that question in the next part of our program. But first, I'd like to offer you an amazing free booklet titled, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? Is it Saturday or Sunday? There are eight places in the New Testament that use the expression, first day of the week. Were they Sunday worship services? Were they memorials of Jesus' death? This free booklet will answer those questions. Here are some of the subheads. Which day is the biblical Sabbath? Christ and his disciples, Sabbath breakers? Was Jesus resurrected on Sunday? Practice of the original apostles. This inspiring booklet will also give you many biblical references and quotes we haven't had time to include in this program. Did you know that both Roman Catholic and Protestant authorities admit that the Bible itself does not support a Sunday observance? You need to read those authoritative and historic quotes. You need this free booklet for your personal benefit and Bible study. So pick up the telephone right now and request your inspiring free booklet titled, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? Just ask for the booklet on the Christian Sabbath. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the first part of our program, we saw that Jesus observed the Seventh-day Sabbath. That is a historical fact with which all reputable historians agree. We also saw that the apostle to the Gentiles, the apostle Paul, observed the Seventh-day Sabbath. Let's understand, my friends, the New Testament church began on the day of Pentecost in 31 A.D. All the new converts were Jewish. First century Christians observed the Sabbath. 
then when and how was that day supposedly changed to Sunday? The Catholic Encyclopedia on the topic of Sunday states this, quote, Tertullian, 202 A.D., is the first writer who expressly mentions the Sunday rest. We, however, just as tradition has taught us, on the day of the Lord's resurrection, ought to guard not only against kneeling, but every posture and office of solicitude, deferring even our businesses, lest we give any place to the devil, end of quote. That was not until 202 A.D., more than 170 years after the death, burial, and resurrection of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Then later in the 4th century A.D., the Emperor Constantine enforced Sunday worship throughout the Roman Empire. Constantine had been a pagan sun worshiper. He gave the following edict in 321 A.D., quote, On the venerable day of the sun, let all magistrates and people rest, end of quote. Disobedience to the emperor's command could mean death to Sabbath-keeping Christians. Just a couple years later, the Roman church also passed a startling decree in the Council of Laodicea. They declared, quote, Christians must not Judaize by resting on the Sabbath, but must work on that day, resting rather on Sunday. But if any be found to be Judaizing, that is, keeping God's Sabbath, let them be declared anathema from Christ. That's from A History of the Councils of the Church, page 316. Christian Sabbath keepers were declared to be heretics. Both the government and the church dictated against Christian Sabbath keepers. But the true Christianity of the first century, which observed the fourth commandment, has continued to this day in spite of persecutions through the centuries. For example, in the 17th century, Sabbatarian Christians were persecuted in England and searched for religious freedom in the new lands, the colonies of North America. The Royal Charter of 1663, granted by Charles II of England, guaranteed religious freedom to the colony of Rhode Island. That charter can be seen today in the Providence, Rhode Island State House. Stephen Mumford and his wife came to Newport, Rhode Island in 1665 in search of religious freedom. They were the first Christian Sabbath keepers in America. The wanton Lyman Hazard House was built by Stephen Mumford's son around 1699. No doubt Stephen Mumford lived in this house at the time of his death in 1707. As their group expanded and grew, they needed a larger meeting hall. The Sabbatarians built a large meeting hall in 1729. It is now preserved by the Newport Historical Society. If you're ever in Newport, Rhode Island, you'll want to visit this historic building. Interestingly enough, the oldest Jewish synagogue in America is located right next door to the Christian Sabbath meeting hall. In the Newport Sabbatarian meeting hall is a raised pulpit. Behind the pulpit are two large plaques inscribed with the Ten Commandments. At the bottom of the second plaque is the Apostle Paul's bold statement of Romans 3.31 in the King James Version. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. Yes, these New Testament Christians affirm their allegiance to Christ's statement, but if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Jesus upheld obedience and observance to the Ten Commandments. In 18th century Rhode Island, there were other prominent Sabbatarians, including two governors of the Rhode Island colony, Richard Ward and his son Samuel. 
And even the first president of Brown University, James Manning, was a Sabbatarian. Sabbatarian church records preserved in the Newport Historical Museum contain members' names and contributions. Most significantly, the church describes itself in those records as, quote, keeping the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus, and in particular, the Lord's seventh-day Sabbath, end of quote. Many of you longtime viewers of Tomorrow's World may have already studied into this question. If you have proven to yourself that New Testament Christians should observe the Sabbath and you would like to worship with those of like mind, we invite you to counsel with one of our representatives. We have ministers in many regions around the world. Just call the number on your screen and request ministerial counseling. You can also write to one of our regional addresses listed in Tomorrow's World magazine. Or you can contact us on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Now, when was the Sabbath instituted? At Mount Sinai during the Exodus? No. Turn in your Bible to Genesis, the first chapter. This is the description of what is called creation week. God created man and woman on the sixth day of the week. Now, what happened then on the seventh day? And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. The Sabbath is a memorial of the creation, and it points to the true God and true creator of the universe. The book of Hebrews in the New Testament also emphasizes the Sabbath as a foreshadowing of the millennial Sabbath, the 1,000-year reign of Jesus Christ on the earth. The seventh-day Sabbath has deep meaning for Christians. Now turn in your Bible to Mark, the second chapter. Jesus made an amazing claim. Did he say he was Lord over Sunday, that Sunday was the Lord's day? Mark 2 and verse 27. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Understand, my friends, the Sabbath was made for all mankind. When? At creation. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. If Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath, what day is the Lord's day? Sunday? No. The Sabbath is the Lord's day. Jesus himself said so. The expression Lord's Day appears only once in the Bible, in Revelation 1, verse 10. But there it refers to the prophetic time period known as the Day of the Lord, which leads up to the second coming of Christ. It does not refer to a day of the week. Now, turn in your Bible to Hebrews, the fourth chapter. In this chapter, the Sabbath is pictured as a type of the millennial rest, as well as a memorial of God's rest at creation. Hebrews 4 and verse 8, For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. Now listen, verse 9, There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. The original Greek word for the word rest in verse 9 is sabbatismos, which means a Sabbath-keeping, according to Vine's Expository Dictionary of Biblical Words. Both the Revised Version and the New International Version translate verse 9 as a Sabbath rest. Yes, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God, even to this day. Now, does this mean a symbolic rest or a literal Sabbath rest? 
The Anchor Bible Dictionary cites several secular Greek writings not dependent on this verse in Hebrews, where sabbatismos literally means Sabbath observance or Sabbath celebration. My friends, there is no question that this verse is a New Testament statement on literal Christian observance of the Sabbath. So if we as converted Christians are to cease from our works, just as God did from His, as it states here in verse 10, we simply need to ask one question. How did God cease from His works? Verse 4 of Hebrews 4. For He has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested the seventh day from all His works. There's no guessing here. New Testament Christians are supposed to rest just as God rested on the seventh day. Both the Old Testament and the New Testament give Christians the clear example and instruction to keep the Sabbath day holy. The bottom line question is, who or what is your authority? Is it the Bible or some church and religion apart from the Bible? What do religious leaders, including Roman Catholic and Protestant, claim as authority for keeping Sunday rather than the Sabbath. We'll discuss that in the conclusion of our program. But first, I'd like to offer you this inspiring and informative free booklet, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? Why do most professing Christians keep Sunday? When God's fourth commandment instructs us to keep the Sabbath, the seventh day of the week, this booklet will give you the historical and biblical information that answers the question. Here are some of the subheads. Which day is the biblical Sabbath? Christ and his disciples, Sabbath breakers, practice of the original apostles, the right to change the day, incredible as it may seem, both Roman Catholic and Protestant authorities admit that the Bible itself does not support a Sunday observance. You need to read those authoritative and historic quotes. You need this free booklet for your personal benefit and Bible study. So pick up the telephone right now and request your inspiring free booklet titled, which day is the Christian Sabbath? Just ask for the booklet on the Christian Sabbath. You can also order your free booklet on our website, tomorrowsworld.org. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now. Or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World Magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. On today's program, we've discussed the biblical practice of the original Christians. What days did Jesus and the apostles observe? It was Jesus' custom and teaching to keep the Sabbath. The Apostle Paul observed the Sabbath and taught the Gentiles on the Sabbath. We also saw that the first mention of Sunday observance was by the author Tertullian, writing in 202 A.D. How did the Christian practice of Sabbath-keeping in the first century later become overshadowed by Sunday-keeping? 
Let's briefly examine some claims about Sunday observance and how that observance was changed from the Sabbath. The noted Catholic theologian James Cardinal Gibbons wrote this bold statement, quote, But you may read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and you will not find a single line authorizing the sanctification of Sunday. The Scriptures enforce the religious observance of Saturday, a day which we never sanctify, end of quote. That's a quote from Gibbon's Faith of Our Fathers, first published in 1876. In other words, Gibbons is saying, if the Bible is your authority, you have no basis for observing Sunday. The scriptures, as he states, quote, enforce the religious observance of Saturday, end of quote. We agree with this statement. What Gibbons and other Catholic authorities state is that it is the authority of the Catholic Church that changed the observance in the Christian world from Saturday to Sunday, not the New Testament Scriptures. And that occurred in the Council of Laodicea in the middle of the 4th century. Here is an admission from Harold Linzel, editor of Christianity Today magazine and Southern Baptist minister, November 5, 1976. Quote, There is nothing in Scripture that requires us to keep Sunday rather than Saturday as a holy day. End of quote. In the coming kingdom of God, ruled by Jesus Christ, do you know what day all nations on earth will keep holy? Will it be Saturday or Sunday? Turn to Isaiah 66 and verse 22. Speaking of the world to come, tomorrow's world, God proclaims this good news. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. What a wonderful world that will be. You need to study more deeply into the subject for yourself. Be sure to request our free booklet titled, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? Is it Saturday or Sunday? Is it the first day of the week or the seventh day of the week? This free booklet will answer those questions. Again, if you're a longtime student of tomorrow's world and you would like to worship with other Christian Sabbath keepers, we invite you to counsel with one of our representatives. Just call the number on your screen or you can contact us through our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Be sure to join us every week on Tomorrow's World. Roderick Meredith and I will continue to discuss significant issues relevant to your life and your future. The Bible gives answers to the most perplexing and challenging questions we face in the 21st century. We invite you to join our guest speakers, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will also share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ and the prophecies of tomorrow's world. We look forward to being with you next week right here at this same time. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. 
preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.